So uh, I'm going to move on now and invite one of our uh, global workers to join me at the front here. Her name is uh, Ollie Sumner Richter, <laughs> and she's uh, a remarkable person. Derwin has been encouraging us in the last weeks in his sermon series to, uh, to listen to how God might be tapping on our shoulders. You okay with that, Ollie? Um, you okay with that? <laughs> She's fine. <laughs> um, and if I could think of a poster child for that, it would be Ollie Sumner Richter, uh, listening to God. So I just wanted to, her to have an opportunity to share some of her, her story with us today. Ollie. Uh, <laughs> she, she really doesn't like talking about herself, but uh, I, uh, I coerced her into doing this. Did I promise you anything? I should have, right? <laughs> I should have. Have a latte. Rewards, rewards in heaven for you, Ollie. That's about all I can promise. But I can promise that. Okay. I can promise that. Okay. Uh, let me get to my <laughs> question. Kind of out, cheap, cheap, yeah, I'm kind of out of order here. Um, okay, so for the sake of those who don't know you and don't know what you've been doing for the last uh, several years, your, your picture was up there and it said, Ollie Sumner Richter, Paris. What have you been doing? Ollie's good. Uh-huh. <laughs> okay, Ollie. Uh, what have you been doing? in going to to France. Just generally, what do you do when you yeah. go there? Um, well, um, uh, there's an, a, a sort, of, sort of no typical day when I'm in, in Paris. Um, I have a variety of friends and um, they're all very different. Um, uh, have different interests and different backgrounds. Um, different careers and so um, uh, so each day is uh, is very different um, you know Paris is, is a wonderful place and it's um, there's there so many things to do but uh, so um, what I do is is um, usually um, you know I'm certainly in touch with my friends have known them for many years most of them and so um, some of them love art um, when I was there in April I went with a friend to Musée d'Orsay uh, you probably know that big art gallery and she wanted to go there then we have lunch always have lunch <laughs> and uh, go for walking and so um, you know I mean there's exhibits all over um, Paris and uh, the, the the French just love to be entertained. <laughs> yeah, so, so it sounds to me like, <coughs> Ollie, you just go and have fun there, right? I you do. Go, yeah. I do. All right, it's this is the type of thing you like to do. How many years have you been doing this, by the way? You know, that's a good question. I'm not good with years, but a, a lot. Nigh decades? On to, nigh, no, no, on to 20 years I've been doing. Oh, going. it's decades, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah Almost yeah. 20 years you've been doing this, and she's been yeah. doing it on her own dime. Uh, now, part of that is because uh, it's, it is, she likes Paris, but, but there's a deeper thing going on here, mm -hmm. all right? 
Yeah, when I first went, I, I was, when I was working, I, I, went on, I was on holiday, um, and um, I don't know if you want me to say that now, but um, uh, yeah, so, uh, so when, I, when I retired, I was a social worker for many years, and when I retired, I, um, I, I wanted to make my life count. I wanted it to be more than just um, having coffee with my friends and doing my garden, and so I sat one day and said, okay, Lord, so what do you think? <laughs> What are we doing here? And um, he said, well, how about France? And of course, I said, oh, oh, really? Okay. So, <laughs> you know, uh, the Lord um, gave me many scriptures and talked to me, prepared to me, prepared me, um, encouraged me. I talked to several people in the congregation who were doing um, ministry. And um, yeah, and so I eventually went in that capacity and so and so and then someone else that I know um, actually told me about world team um, and um, I got in touch with that international director he um, it got me in touch with Susie Susie who's in in France and France V I don't know if you know that world team and um, and so they're they're on the ground in Paris and all the, the um, suburbs around Paris and uh, yeah so they got you uh Got you started and supported. So what, yeah. what start? you know, what, why France? Why, why this French <laughs> thing? Anyway, I've got a French friend over there who would really like to hear. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, well, um, um, I grew up in a really dysfunctional home. Um, I had a very ill mother. Um, so um, I grew up to be a very independent child. Um, just self-reliant, uh, yeah, um, no, not, not a whole lot of guidance there. But the Lord intervened, and so there was a lady two doors down. Uh, she was a French lady. <laughs> and um, during my, those um, adolescent years, uh, she was amazing. Um, you know, I don't remember any specific thing that she ever said to me, but she uh, affirmed me. Adolescence is a very difficult period. Um, she gave me a feeling of self-worth, made me feel that I was special, made me a cake. I never had a birthday cake. And um, yeah, and so I grew up loving all things friends. Of course, I didn't know that then, um, what an impact um, she had on my life. Um, Actually, I have a daughter who's bilingual, who teaches, and two grandchildren who are totally bilingual. So, you know, it was a, um, it was a trajectory that, um, that God had already planned. Uh, I, I didn't know that then, but um, yeah, so. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That, that's wonderful. I think we need to take note of that. How has God been yeah. meeting us? What mm. things he, might he have planted in your life without for the future without without being aware. Thank you for, for sharing that. Now, the first time you went, it must have been really easy to just go <laughs> there, right, and, and do this. Yeah, you know it was. <laughs> <laughs> what? Uh, well, um, again, I had no plan, you know. I mean, I, I didn't know what this looked like. I mean, I... Yeah, I mean, I was just there. I mean, yeah, I knew Susie. She's my only believing friend there, and uh, still is. Um, um, I went, actually, I went to a prayer conference, and, uh, and that really opened up my eyes to what was happening on the ground there. Again, uh, on the, in, the, in the suburbs and in Paris, and uh, yeah, it was amazing. But, <laughs> but um, I, 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 
so backing up a little, um, I, um, I, I, taught, I taught ESL. I did English language for many, many years and had you know, lots of immigrants, so a lot of cultural kind of experience with different cultures. So when I got there, I knew my ticket to ride was, was English. I knew that was what I was going to use. I didn't feel I had any other real skills. So, <laughs> so I mean, I, I, again, I had no direction, and I remember um, the day uh, that I cur was curled up on the couch and, and, and feeling, okay, oh, here I am, but what now? And the Lord said to me, he said, well, he said, what did you expect? Did you expect people to come running up to you on the street and say, tell me about Jesus? <laughs> And so, of course, that, that, that's not how it was. But what he did say to me was, um, he, 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 um, he said, I, I want you to go to this library. Well, I didn't know Paris. There was no GPS. We didn't have cell phones. It had none of that kind of stuff. So I, so I went and looked in the Paris directory, huge. And I knew this particular library was close to where I was staying at Nation. I don't know if you know Paris, but uh, I knew. And so uh, I walked. I walked. And I walked spore. And then when I got there, I thought, oh, great, um, something, you know, something's waiting. Well, it wasn't waiting for me. <laughs> and so then I walked all the way back. But what that was for me was um, was a lesson in obedience, um, and and um, you know sometimes we don't know what the end result is, but when God asks us to do something and be out of our comfort zone, um, he 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 has he has a purpose, and the purpose was um, as with many of my travels um, to to learn to hear His voice, and so that's what I learned. Yeah. Wow, yeah. that Ollie is worth it worth going to Paris for. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to leave it at this point, okay. but uh, Carol, uh, one of the members of our uh, GO team, Global Outreach team, has prepared a number of international snacks of various sorts for you between the services, and Ollie, I'm sure, will be available to you to, uh, to chat more, uh, or take her out to a French restaurant and... and uh, allow her to fill in the blanks of her story. Yeah. I wanted to say that, you know, um, uh, prayer, is, prayer is the answer. You know, prayer is where it's at. And I don't go there on my own. I'm really aware of the Holy Spirit whispering in my ear and, and chatting with me and where to go and what to do and certainly what to say. It, it's, it's, it's inspired of him. So, uh, so um, it's not about me, it's about him. And so um, I thank you, I, you know, so many. I, I know your faces and I know that you've prayed for me and uh, upheld me and, and um, I appreciate that. I, I couldn't go and I will continue to go, hopefully in the fall. <laughs> so thank you. Yeah. Thanks so much, Ollie. God, God bless you. Yeah. Yeah, Ollie, as I said, for many years has been doing this on her own dime, uh, but realizing we've been praying for her in prayer meetings uh, for, for years and years, um, and the Global Outreach team uh, put, put forward a proposal to help her a little bit, to come alongside her, and, and so we have very nominal support with her, help with her airfare, but we're also coming alongside to pray for her as she, uh, as she so desires, and uh, 
uh, we invite you to do the same. Like, are, are the dollars that we're, uh, we're committing aren't great? That's not what it's about, though I'm sure she might appreciate that. I don't know. <laughs> have to ask her. But, uh, but mainly we, we have the opportunity to support reaching uh, actually very spiritually desti destitute area of the world in Paris. Um, I, got, I was supposed to introduce this with a, a little uh, bit of scripture. There's no little scripture, I'm sorry. That's a very poor uh, way of stating it, but I, maybe I will do that now. Just uh, a couple of very familiar scriptures to many of you, most of you maybe. And they're the last words of Jesus to his disciples in the book of Matthew, which we had been studying earlier this year. Matthew 28, verses 18 to 20. And Jesus came and said to them, his disciples, right, his closest followers, all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Go, therefore, and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all that I have commanded you. And behold, I am with you always to the end of the age. And as Luke records in Acts, the first chapter of Acts, uh, from Acts 1.8, Jesus, just before he ascended to heaven, he said this, But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the end of the earth. These words are a powerful revelation of what God intended from the beginning. From the beginning of time, he knew we would fall. But his plan was that his people would take part in restoring and redeeming a fallen humanity. And so he says to Abraham in Genesis chapter 12, And I will make of you a great nation, and I will bless you and make your name great, so that you will uh, be a blessing, so that you will be a blessing. I will bless those who bless you, and him who dishonors you I will curse, and in you, and in you, all the families of the earth shall be blessed. Now, Paul makes clear that those who are in Christ are the true offspring of Abraham. So that's us, you who believe. In you, all the families of the earth will be blessed. One of the challenges of us, and Ollie alluded to this, is that it's, it's pretty, this demands that we get out of our comfort zone. And uh, she had to do that, and uh, we have to do it too. But God leads us in it. He's the same God. He's wanting to see this task of bringing the blessing of Abraham to the entire world. You know, at the end of the video, I don't know if you're here at the beginning, but the end of that video showed the whole world, right, uh, with pictures, micro, micro pictures of believers in the whole world. But actually, that's not quite accurate. In fact, it's not accurate at all. Uh, there should have been about a quarter to a third of that that was of that globe that was blank. The, the task isn't finished yet. 
And we're still being called to complete the task to the ends of the earth. There are two billion, roughly, people that have no opportunity to hear the word of Christ. And, and so the task continues, and, and Jesus continues to call us to participate in some way that that globe might truly be fulfilled, <laughs> truly filled, and then the end will come, and all things will be renewed. So, we're not alone. Well, you know what? That's probably probably good enough. But I would encourage you, as Derwin has encouraged you, to listen to the Holy Spirit, to Jesus tapping you on the shoulder. What would he want you to do? What has he made you to do? What wonderful French person did he make bring you into contact with early in your life that you have, that has given you a fondness for all things French or something in some other culture, obviously? Let Jesus... So that's our job as a global outreach team, to encourage you, yes, to listen, but also to listen to what he's saying about reaching the ends of the earth. How do you participate in that? All right, I'm going to ask Jordan to, uh, to come up at this point, another member of our global outreach team, and he's going to give us some real insight. <laughs> oh, well. <laughs> well, thanks so much, Dave. Um, and thanks so much, Ollie, for sharing. I, I loved hearing from you. Um, that was, yeah, just great. Um, and what I loved about the story is how it, progress like it started with a very simple question of all right god what now and it developed into this great adventure uh, and I, I think one of the things that i love about that is that sometimes we hear from our outreach workers and we we get kind of the you get the end picture and you kind of think i could never do that and it's it's just not true it starts with that simple question Right? As Christians, we're all sent somewhere. But we have to ask, God, where do you want me to go? And it sounds really basic. It sounds like a really simple thing. Like, yeah, obviously I would ask that. But at least for myself, I, I think, when was the last time I actually stopped? And I said, God, where do you want me to go? Because I think sometimes we kind of assume, oh, well, this, is, this is where God would want me to be. But, you know, as followers of Jesus, you know, we're called to follow after him. We're not, we're not the ones taking the lead and saying, okay, Jesus, like, you're coming with me. Like, this is, I mean, there, there, are, there are situations where, where we are called to take the initiative, but as Christians, like, we're following him. We're not telling Jesus where he needs to follow us to, right? And I think we, we have to take the time to, to ask that question. And so, would really encourage you over the next week or so, um, take some time to yourself with God and ask, God, where do you want me to go? It's a really simple step, and I think it could just be the thing that springboards you into a great adventure like Ollie. For some of us, 
that answer might not come right away. Um, in fact, for most of us, I, I suspect that answer is not going to be laid out in a five-year plan. Uh, it might not even come overnight. It might be something that we have to spend some time discerning uh, and wrestling through. And that's okay. That's okay. But one of the things that we can do um, is after asking that question, bringing ourselves out of our comfort zone, expanding our perspective and seeing what God is doing around us. And maybe that will lead us to something that God has been calling us to this whole time. We actually have a couple uh, various options for you, or I guess options, uh, activities that you, you could be participating uh, with us at Hillside. Um, and, and we would love for you to join. So if, if you are asking that question and, you know, you're just not sure, but you would like to maybe just knock on a couple doors and see, see what comes up, We've got some great options uh, for every end of every month. We've got our monthly go meetings. Um, would love for you to participate in that. Not only do you have the opportunity to learn more about our workers and see what God is doing throughout the globe, you also have the opportunity to support our workers through prayer. And so that's one of the things that, you know, maybe that would take you out of your comfort zone. Would love for you to join in that. Um, but Alongside of that, we also have different organizations that we partner with that occasionally have serving opportunities. Um, things like Journey Home, things like Joy Fellowship, and even Karis Camp. Um, maybe these aren't things that you've done before, um, but would encourage you, take some time to consider those things, pray about those things. We also have a a couple global outreach workers that are stationed here currently and are willing to mentor people who feel they might be called elsewhere. And I think that in itself is just such an awesome opportunity. And so if, you, if you've been listening to this, or even before that, um, and thinking, maybe God's calling me somewhere else, you actually have the opportunity to learn from two of the best um, right here in Hillside. And so we would love for you to, if, if any of that sounds good, uh, reach out to us at uh, go at myhillside.ca. Um, and if you forget the email, uh, it'll be on the website. You can find it under Ministries Global Outreach. But those are just the opportunities that we have at Hillside. There's also a variety of opportunities outside of Hillside. Um, certain classes like Perspectives or Kairos, for those of you that might be familiar, um, they give you a great biblical and historical basis uh, just for, yeah, the reason for global outreach. Um, it opens up your perspective. It introduces you to a bunch of people groups that are unreached. And it's just a great way to really have your heart stirred. Um, and I, I think... Even if God doesn't send you across the globe, it's, it's just still a great resource, and I would encourage you to look into that. And if, if that's something that interests you, again, you can reach out to us, and we can point you in the right direction. But maybe you're, you're thinking, those are kind of like bigger steps. I don't really want to like 
I want to ask the question, and I want to see what God has for me, but like, yeah, I, I don't know. Those sound a little, a little tough. And you're in luck, because we live in Vancouver, and this is one of the most multicultural countries in the world. Um, or cities. Vancouver's a city. Um, <laughs> but, uh, but Canada in general is also multicultural, but Vancouver especially. And so maybe you're thinking, oh, I just want, you know, I just want something, something light to, like, baby steps. Maybe just trying another culture's cuisine is going to be the thing that springboards you into your next adventure, right? And it, it, sounds, it sounds maybe a little far-fetched, but honestly, like, God loves taking these small things that seem not so important and using them to just transform lives, right? I, I mean, we're going to have some food after the service, but maybe this week, you know, you ask a friend and say, hey, show me your favorite restaurant. Maybe you even offer to pay for them, right? But we've got a variety of cultures in this, just in this room alone. And so if you're unsure of where to go, I'm sure someone here has a pretty good restaurant that you could try out. Yeah. And I, I, I think having an appreciation for another culture um, could be the start of something great. And so those are just a couple practical ways um, that you can explore that question of, God, where do you want me to go? And so, as we go from this place, I would just ask, ask that question boldly and be willing to follow. I'm going to call up the worship team. Uh, we're going to close a song and then, uh, yeah, I'll pray and, and we, can, we can eat great food. <laughs>